0: Awesome. Well, I uh, invite you to take a seat. Harry and Kim will be back with the band a little bit later. And as, as Lockie's wheeling that out, if, uh, if we haven't had a chance to meet, um, my name's Chris. And uh, if we haven't had that chance to meet, I'd love to get, t- I'd love to meet you. I'd love to hear a little bit about your journey. I'd love to hear um, how you are, uh, like uh, how you ended up here at Beyond, and uh, and what your journey has been like so far. And uh, you can meet me. I'll be the guy at the back with like three hot dogs in my hand afterwards. Um, come up and introduce yourself. I'd love uh, to get to know you, but. Tonight, um, in the next couple of minutes, we're actually launching a brand new series, as, uh, as Lockie and Steph said, uh, in the deep end. And, and normally, um, if you're brand new here with us at Beyond, normally the way we do things is we'll, uh, we make our series accessible to everyone. That's, that's sort of the reason why we exist. We want to break down barriers that exist between um, Jesus and, uh, uh, and between God and people. And so we make... Uh, deliberately make our series accessible to everyone whether you've been a Christian your whole life whether you're brand new to faith whether you're curious and you've got questions or whether you don't even want to be in church at all you can get something out of usually all of our series except for this one okay this one is a a little mini series we're only running it for two weeks and uh, before I tell you what this series is about um, there's one group of people in particular in this room that this series is not for Um, but first I wanted to let you know uh, the groups of people, if you'd kind of say you're in this room, the groups of people that this series is for. Um, if you would sort of say that you're a curious skeptic, this series is for you. If you'd sort of say, you know what, I kind of maybe think a little bit like Alex, like that there's, there's maybe there's some kind of higher power, I'm just not really sure what that is. And maybe you're on that journey and you're kind of asking, but uh, and so you got, you got a lot of questions, this series is for you. Um, if you're maybe someone who is an excited, you're kind of like brand new to church, you just started following Jesus uh, recently, you're kind of like, catchphrase at the moment is more like give me more podcasts give me more stuff to listen to give me more teams to serve on okay give me more 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 if that's you this series is for you as well uh, if you're one of those people maybe you kind of say like you're an energized older follower of Jesus maybe uh, you've been following Jesus for a while maybe you can't remember a time in your life when you weren't following Jesus um, and you just love love it nothing more than stories like Alex's you love it when people who are, who um, don't really know God get an opportunity to meet God, you're energized and you've been at this for a while, Um, this series is for you as well. Uh, The one group that this series is not for is this group of people, content Christians. Okay, if you're one of those people and you just kind of rock up to church and you kind of like just tick the box for yourself, and then you kind of go to a connect group and you just sort of tick the box and you don't really serve in any way and you don't really care that you don't serve. And um, you kind of like really couldn't care whether new people come and meet Jesus. You're just kind of like happy. You're just kind of like, yeah, I'm just kind of in my lane. As long as no one annoys me and no one kind of disturbs me, I just want to be comfortable. Um, if that's you, this series is not for you. Right? And the reason that this series is not for you is pretty simple. Because um, this series is for anyone who wants to go deeper in their faith journey. And when you're content, you don't want to go deeper. When you're content, you just sort of say, you know what, I'm just going to pull the handbrake. It, it's all good at this, at this point in time. But this is for anyone who wants to go deeper in their faith journey this series, because even if you're not a Christian, um, there are times in our lives, right, where we have relationships that are kind of surface level or they're at some point, and we wish and we hope that those relationships would go a little bit deeper. Right, for me, the, the example that springs to mind um, is a girl that I knew in grade three. Her name was Naomi, and I wanted her to be my girlfriend so bad. Like I wanted to move out of the friend zone, and I wanted to be Naomi's boyfriend, I wanted her to be my girlfriend, which in grade three pretty much means you put a love heart in your like MSN group chat. You don't ever talk to each other at school, but the second you leave, you just talk to each other on MSN all night. And some of you in the room are like, what is MSN? Okay. There was this thing that we had before, we had smartphones called computers, and uh, we couldn't text each other in class. We had to wait till we got home, log into our computer, and then sit there and chat to each other all night. So that was what MSN was. And... um. I didn't really know. I kind of wanted to take it to the next level, or go a little bit uh, deeper with Naomi, and have that love heart in my MSN name. And uh, and so I did what all socially awkward boys do when they're in that situation. Um, I went to my mum for advice, which probably says a lot about why I was socially awkward in the first place. But that's okay. I went to my mum, and I was like, Mum, I want to take it to another level with this girl. What should I do? <coughs> and Mum said to me, she goes, You should go to the tuck shop, and you should buy some food, and you should offer to share it with her. And I was like, that's perfect. Bribe her with food. Like, what girl doesn't like food? Okay, I'll bribe her with food. So I went to the tuck shop um, this day. I would kind of picked my day. I went to the tuck shop and I bought the selected share food item. And I was ready. I knew exactly where we all ate because we all would eat under the undercover area. And I started to walk um, with, my, with my share food item in my hand back towards the undercover area. And I'm like, this is the day. This is the day that Naomi becomes my girlfriend. And as I'm walking there, I catch a glimpse out of the side of my eye, down the port racks, where all the the backpacks are, and I see Naomi there at her backpack, and I just am like, this must be a sign from God, she's by herself, I'm not like, this is my opportunity, God's just saying, go, 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 so um, so I start to walk up to her, and I extend my hand as I get a little bit closer with my selected food item, and some of you are like, Chris, why haven't you told us what the selected food item was, because it was licorice, um, and you might be like, wow, Chris, that's a bold move going in with licorice. Okay, that would be an astute observation on your behalf, right? And, and the reason is, bec- the reason I chose licorice is because when you're in grade three, just what you like, you just assume everyone else likes it. You just assume that what kind of happens in your house is what happens in everyone's house. They do it that way. And I hadn't realized that licorice is a polarizing lolly. And so I kind of walk up to Naomi and, and I, I extend my hand and I said, Naomi, would you like to share some of my licorice? Which we all know is code for, like, will you be my girlfriend, marry me, and we'll live happily ever after. And within one sentence, she didn't even, she didn't even look up from her backpack. She was just like, no, I don't like licorice. And in that moment, I was, like, simultaneously, like, friend-zoned, and I had my grade three heartbroken. And, and I hope, like, I just, I'll let you know, I hope that when you, um, you're a little bit smoother than me, that you don't go in for licorice. Um, guys, don't, don't, go li- don't go bribing girls with licorice unless you know prior that they like it, okay? And I hope that when you want to take a relationship to the next level or go a little bit deeper with a friend, I hope it always goes well for you. But there's enough of this in the room that, that I'm kind of guessing that maybe for some of you, you've kind of taken that leap of faith, you've kind of jumped out and you're sort of like, hey, I, I kind of want to be a little bit more than friends. And that person was like, oh, yeah, no. No, what kind of gave you that impression? You're like, oh. Oh, okay. And and maybe it wasn't around a relationship for you, like a romantic relationship. But maybe you grew up in a household where your parents were workaholics and you never really saw them during the week and you just wanted more than anything to have a relationship with your mom, to have a relationship with your dad, to have them come to your sporting events, to have them take an interest in your interests, but they never did. And it was always this surface level relationship. And you're like, I just want it to be a little bit deeper. Maybe, maybe for some of you, uh, maybe it was with your brother or your sister. You kind of grew up in the same house and now you're at this age where you're sort of kind of both a little bit older. You're kind of coming towards the end of high school. You just kind of come out of high school. And, and you wish that you had a better relationship with your brother or your sister. But you just don't know how to get there. And you've tried everything that you know how to try. But no matter how hard you try, you just can't get that relationship to go to. deeper level and maybe there was a friend or something like that that you grew up with you you used to be so tight and then nothing in particular happened but all of a sudden you guys just started to drift apart and now you wouldn't even dream of talking about some of the stuff that you used to talk with them about before and you don't even know what happened and you kind of wish you kind of wish that you could go back to that deeper level go back to that deeper relationship, but you just don't know how to. And the truth is, all of us at some level in our lives have experienced this. And when you experience it, the challenge is that there's nothing you can do to force someone to move past a surface-level relationship if they don't want to. You can bribe them with licorice all you want. You can give them all the compliments you want. You can, you can kind of... Um, uh, Pander to their needs as much as you want. You can do everything. You can be the best friend in the world to them. You can be the best boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, brother, sister, whatever. But if they don't want to move to a deeper level or past service level, there is absolutely nothing that you or that I can do to get them past that point. And for a lot of us um, in this room, we felt this way when it comes to faith. We've felt this way in our faith journey at one point. Maybe you've got questions and you kind of just run into a wall and you're sort of like, well, I've got questions, but no one seems to be answering them. No one seems to be interested. Maybe you asked a a fact-based question and you got a faith-based answer. And you were like, how do I kind of move past this? I want to go deeper, but I don't know how. Maybe you've kind of been in church for a while and and maybe you kind of lost that spark that you initially had. Maybe you kind of just of lacking a little bit of passion, and you're kind of like, God, I, I kind of want to go deeper, but I just don't know how to. I don't know how to move this relationship any further forward. And one of the biggest challenges for us, particularly when it comes to God, particularly when it comes to our faith journey, is that one of the biggest obstacles for us moving deeper in a relationship with God is simply this, is that we treat God respectfully, but not relationally. Like, right, God is kind of like that Instagram Um, that verified Instagram account that you follow and you kind of like know what that person's up to you know sort of their likes you know sort of their dislikes you know kind of what's going on in their life but but you don't have a relationship with them and for a lot of us the reason that we struggle to move that deeper relationship is we're kind of like yes God no God God I hope that I hope that you kind of don't look down on me and judge me and you're kind of really respectful of God Maybe you've never even been to church before and you're like, well, I know there's certain things you should and shouldn't do and I don't know how I feel about the smoke machines because, oh, it's not really respectful, is it? But you don't actually know God relationally. And Jesus' best mate, John, he actually, wrote, he actually wrote a number of documents that we have that have survived antiquity and they're in the collection of documents that kind of together Christians call the Bible. Uh, one of the documents John wrote is the second easiest uh, document to find in the Bible. Uh, the easiest to find is Genesis, um, because you literally, if you've got a physical Bible, you literally just open it, go past the index, and there's Genesis. Uh, this p- document John had called Revelation is the second easiest to find, because you just go to the very back, you go through the, uh, the indexes, the maps, and then there's Revelation, and smack bang there. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, if you're brand new to faith, I would not suggest you start at Revelation, Okay. Um, I just, just, just don't start there. Start, John has an, a biography that he wrote about the life of Jesus. It's called John, Start There. Okay, It's right around the halfway point, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Start There. But John wrote this other document called Revelation, and in it, in it John records a conversation that Jesus had with a church, not like a local church like ours, but kind of a regional church, and it was this region called Laodicea. And they would kind of got to this point in their relationship with God where where originally they'd been really relational. Originally they'd kind of wanted to to go deeper and they had kind of gone there. But then it got to a point where they they just didn't seem to be going any deeper. And they'd moved to treating God respectfully, but not relational. And in the midst of that, Jesus speaks to them. And John records this conversation. And Jesus tells us how we can kind of move out of this and what we can do about it. So we're going to listen, and this is the first thing that he says. Jesus says to them, I know all the things you do, right? I see that you run your services, I see you do connect groups, you have youth groups, right? you reach out in the community. Okay, I see all of that. Um, I see all the things you do, that you are neither hot nor cold. And then he says this, Jesus has a wish for them. He says, I wish that you were one or the other. And the reason that Jesus says this wish, he goes, the reason I wish this for you is because when people who don't know me when people who don't know my story look in on a, on a community of people on Laodicea and they see that you're neither hot nor cold, what they see is a group of people who just meet together at a certain location at a certain time during the week and they ask, how would my life be better if I did that? And they don't have an answer because all they would have to say is, well, now I have to give up my Sunday night and I like my Sunday night or I have to give up my Sunday morning and I don't like, my, I don't like uh, giving up my Sunday morning. And then he continues, he says, but since you are lukewarm, and this is a really weird uh, kind of image that Jesus gives them, but since you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. Jesus is kind of like, this is what I think of you at the church at Laodicea. <laughs> but that's what I think of you. I, w- I wish, Jesus says, that you would either go all in, or you would go all out and just tap out. Because at the moment, the world is missing out, and you are missing out. And then he continues, he says this, he says, you say, in other words, the Christians at Laodicea say, I'm rich, I have everything I want. I don't need a thing. And really, in that, that day and age, like, if you, were, if you were rich, that was a sign in that culture that God treated you favorably. That God that God loved you above other people. And so, Jesus saying, these people in Laodicea, well, God, well obviously, my life is, is really together. And maybe for us today, the equivalent would be like, well, you know what? I've got a girlfriend, I've got a boyfriend, like, uni's kind of going well, I've got a part-time job. Like, I've you know, I live at home or I live out of home. Like, things are kind of cruising along well. Like, like, why do I need to change anything? Like, I'm content. And this is what Jesus says. It's kind, of, it's kind of a little bit harsh. So just remember Jesus is saying it to the church at Laodicea. He says this, And you don't even realize you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Jesus says, If you think that when you look at your life, kind of have got everything you want and you think well that's a reflection of the way that god sees me jesus would say you're wrong jesus would say you've missed the mark you've misunderstood the big idea and then he kind of skips forward a couple of sentences and he makes uh, he makes this incredible statement that we can kind of so quickly glaze over and I, I just want to camp out on it just for a second he says this he says look i stand at the door imagine that. Jesus, is standing at the door to the church of Laodicea and he's doing this. Now think about that for a second, right? If you have to knock on the door, you're not inside. You're outside. Which means there's a church in this region that Jesus isn't in the midst of. And Jesus is sitting at the doors of this church saying, I wish you'd let me in. I wish you'd stop treating God me so respectfully and that you'd actually want to get to know me relationally because if you got to know me relationally what's happening inside would look a whole lot different to what is currently happening really what Jesus is saying to the church at Laodicea and also to us here in 2019 he's saying this he says if you want to go deeper in your faith journey you need to opt for relationship over religion you need to opt for relationship over religion And for some of you in this room tonight, like, it was a big deal to come because you've had bad church experiences and you've had bad interactions with Christians. And what you experienced, I'm going to guess, in those interactions was not people leveraging a relationship with Jesus that kind of made you push away and made you resist. But what you experienced was people leveraging religion. And there's this thing that happens when, when, when we... Um, as followers of Jesus, move from relationship to religion, these two things kind of happen. See, religious people become very self-centered. Because when the emphasis moves from relationship towards religion, what happens, all of a sudden, the question becomes, how do I get my life in order so that God will look on me in the right way so that I can punch the golden ticket to heaven? And when you become self-centered, what happens very, very quickly to religious people is they become judgmental. I'm going to let you in on a little secret, okay? promise it won't leave this room. Religious people are not happy people. And the reason they're not happy is because they look at their lives and they're constantly going, how does my life line up? How does everything fit together so that God will like me? And then when they realize that this is hard and this, I feel kind of miserable and I don't really want to do this, what they start to do is they start to look up. And they start to look around at the world and they start to look at people and they say, well, you think differently to me you behave differently to me, you act differently to me, you use different language to me, and they start to judge other people. And they say, well, if you don't change, if you don't get your act together, if you don't get your life together, if you don't start to be religious like me, God will never love you. And really, and this is a bit harsh, but it's true, really what they're saying is, why don't you come and be as miserable as I am with me? Why don't you come and be miserable with me? The other thing that religious people are is religious people attempt to harness the power of god for themselves religious people love to pray prayers like oh god if you just help me get an a on this test i promise i'll study next time like, like god if you can just kind of help me through this patch i promise that maybe i'll start to kind of go to connect group i'll start to read my bible i'll start to kind of ask more questions God, if you can just get me through this and I can harness your power for myself, I, look, I promise then I'll, then I'll kind of get to, to you, right? And here's the biggest challenge for some of us in the room. It's because when we look at religious people, religious people are the people who can quote Bible verses to you, who have an answer for everything. And on the surface, it looks like they're like the, the typical Christian that you kind of look up to. But here's where the gap is, is that you can know a lot about God without having a relationship with God. And religious people, they know a whole lot about God. They can give you a whole lot of answers to Bible questions. They can tell you what you should do, what you should say in every situation. But here's the challenge. They often struggle to have a relationship with God. And if you know a lot about God and you struggle to have a relationship with God, here's the reality you don't have a relationship with God he's a stranger because if you treat God like that verified Instagram account let's be honest when that person walks down the street or walks in the room they don't know you they don't have a relationship with you you know a whole lot about them but you're not in a relationship and you're not friends and you don't really connect and the same is true for religious people they can know a whole lot about God without actually having a relationship with God, and He's just a stranger to them. And I don't want that for you. If you want to go deeper, if you want to explore, and and really having a relationship with God is is pretty simple. There's three kind of components, and they're components that are just part of all relationships. There are three things that if you want to kind of go deeper that I would suggest you focus on, or I'd encourage you to focus on. They're not rocket science. You're going to know this one. The first one is time. If you want to actually have a relationship with someone, you need to spend time with them. You need to get to know them. And the same is true with God. If you don't spend time connecting, if you don't spend time like trying to understand and read the Bible, if you don't spend time praying, if you don't spend time serving, because here's the thing, when you serve, the reason why we're so big Beyond like serve, jump on a team, jump on a team, jump on the team, is because when you're actually serving, you get to think and experience the way that God feels for people who are far from Him. You actually get to put some of this time into action and you get to be a part of breaking down barriers and you get to meet God in the midst of that. The second thing that all good relationships need is this transparency. And isn't this something we want so bad in our relationships? We want friends and we want boyfriends and girlfriends and maybe one day eventually husbands and wives that we can be honest with, that we can share all of ourselves with all of them. And for you, maybe one of the big barriers that you're kind of afraid excuse me, you're kind of afraid of being transparent with God, maybe one of the reasons is because you you wonder, hey, if I really am transparent, what will God think? What will God say? How would God feel? I I don't know if I can kind of tell God how I really feel about Him. And maybe you're nervous. And I get that, but, but here's something you need to know. God already knows. That's okay, kind of part of being God. God already knows. And so maybe for you tonight, part of being transparent is not hiding it from God because you're not doing that. It's just being honest with God about the way that you're feeling. Feeling like, hey God, you know, I, I haven't said this out loud. You know that I feel this way. I haven't said it out loud, but, but I just need to know, let you know I'm really struggling. Or I don't understand this situation. I'm not sure why you let this happen. Perhaps you need to pray some really R-rated prayers to God and just lay it all on the And the final thing, the final key, I think is the most powerful relational dynamic on the planet. It is so, so powerful. And I'm going to let you know when I put it up there, you're not going to like the word, but let me explain the word because it's so powerful if we can grasp it. And the third, I think, most powerful relational dynamic is this word, submission. Now, we look at that word and we're like, no. But here, think about it. When you talk about the kind of friends you want, when you talk about the kind of boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife that you want, don't we always say, you know what, I just want someone who, who prioritizes me. I want someone who puts me first. I want someone who celebrates who I am. And that's all well and good if you're in a relationship by yourself. But the second that you bring someone else into a friendship or a relationship, there is inevitably going to become a point where what you desire and what you're passionate about and what you care about intersects with, the, with something that your friend or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your husband or your wife is passionate about and cares about. And when that intersection occurs, someone is going to have to give something. And you hope that there will be times in your relationship where they say, you know what, actually, on this one, look, I know I've had a big week, I know I'm tired, I, I know I really don't want to go out with your friends, but you know what, I'll, I'll put my knees to the side and I'll, I'll say, I'll submit, I'll say, let's go out. You know, you'll get to a point, and then you'll also get to a point where, where, uh, where they'll ask you. And you'll have the opportunity to say no to your needs so that you can submit to them. That's what we all want in relationships. And the beauty of it when it comes to God. And I think one of the most powerful things about Jesus is that Jesus wasn't content to kind of be disconnected from the world. But Jesus actually entered into history. Jesus actually died on a cross. And so when it comes to submitting to God or being in a relationship with Jesus, what Jesus is actually saying is, I've given all of me first. You don't have to question. You don't have to doubt. You don't have to wonder what God got in the back of his mind because Jesus would say, I've already given up my life. I've already given all of me you whether you decide you want to have a relationship with me or not this is the ultimate example of submission and so the challenge that i have for you this week we kind of put our challenges our applications in this thing uh, in this package in a thing called a Four monday and this week it's really really simple i just want you to open the door That's all I want you to do. I just want you to open the door because Jesus is standing there and he's just knocking. And Jesus is not going to force his way in. Jesus is not going to kick the door down. Jesus is not going to get on social media and kind of have a whinge. Because Jesus doesn't want to force his way into your life. Jesus wants to connect with you and maybe tonight, for the very first time, what opening the door looks like. It's just kind of saying, you know what? Yeah, I want to begin to explore. I want to begin to learn more. I want to begin to maybe follow Jesus a little bit. Or maybe for you, kind of been at this a while, and, and maybe what that looks like for you is, is there's like a part or there's a section of, of your life where you're kind of like, Jesus, I'll follow you in, in these things, but this kind of part, that's kind of challenging. I don't really like it. It's kind of confusing. I'm not really sure why I have to do that. Um, I'll just make these decisions myself, I think, okay? And maybe for you, that's the part of your life that Jesus is just sitting there and he's just going. So as we wrap up, I just want to challenge you. Jesus is knocking. He wants to come in, but he's not going to force his way. So it's your move what happens next. And as we close tonight, we're actually going to have an opportunity to sing with the band. We're going to sing this song called Reckless Love which is really a song all about the way in which Jesus kind of gave his life for us, the way in which Jesus sort of allowed us to open the door. And what's so fascinating about this song is we get to almost see this, because right at the very end, Jesus tells us what will happen if we open the door. He says, if you hear my voice and open the door, I'll come in and we'll share a meal together as friends. And so tonight we're going to, I'm going to invite you to stand in a second and we're going to sing this song called Reckless Love. And maybe for some of you, as you're singing this, this is kind of like the beginning of your conversation with God to open that door. to Say, God, like, I'm done. It's time to open the door to that part of my life or maybe my entire life to you and begin to opt for a relationship over religion. So I'd invite you to stand and we're going to sing Reckless Love together.